Welcome to the Positive Productivity Podcast, episode number six. Welcome to Positive Productivity Podcast, where we empower our audience to achieve and appreciate personal and professional success, especially in the face of adversity. Listen in as our guests reveal their stories of challenges and hurdles and how they overcame defeat and became triumphant in their endeavors. Let's get motivated and move forward with your host, Kim Sutton. Thank you so much. Welcome back to another episode of Positive Productivity. This is Kim Sutton, and today I'm thrilled to have guest Patricia Lohan as my guest expert. Patricia is an intuitive healer, feng shui, feng, I can never feng say shui, that right. Feng shui, feng shui, feng shui, feng shui thank you. whatever you want. And success mindset coach. That is so embarrassing, but it's all about being real on here. Mm-hmm. And even with my background, like I, I don't even, I didn't even tell you in our pre-show chat, I used to be an interior architect. So wow. like it's, it's horrible that I can't say that right. But welcome, Patricia. Anyway, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for this opportunity, Kim. I'm delighted. So tell me and the guests how you found your way into intuitive healing. And I'm not even going to try to say Both it again. Way. You know that I'll make it. Thank you. Well, you know what? I think that every journey is to get yourself onto your right track. It takes a while. But at 16 years of age, I actually had a fascination with feng shui and I ordered books. I asked for Christmas for books about feng shui, believe it or not. So I've always had an interest in it. My parents were entrepreneurs. I think that's where my whole drive for business and entrepreneurship had really came from was like growing up in a house with their own business. And I didn't really know any different. I studied business studies in college. I kind of went down the very traditional route. I was trying to become an accountant and then that did not work because I'm really useless with numbers. So I moved from that into marketing and went into several businesses in marketing. I lived in Japan and the Philippines, worked for finance companies and doing marketing all over the world, which was an amazing journey. And in the midst of all of that, my father rang me and told me that he had came out of retirement and bought a new business, which needed a lot of work. And I just thought, wow, what an opportunity. This is a new start. Uh, it'll be something really interesting. So at 24, I moved back to Ireland after traveling for several years and set up this business. It was a bar, restaurant, off-license by the sea. It was a big operation for a 24-year-old who had never run a business before. And I did that for seven years. And within the first six months, it hit six, seven figures. I had 30 staff. It was a really, really, really massive undertaking. It was amazing. I learned a lot and I loved it. I loved all the startup, the going, the whole PR, the marketing side. But for me, after several years, I was really struggling on the inside. I was like, you know what? Everything on the outside looks amazing. I have a great car. I live in a lovely relationship with a great house. Everything looks great. But in the inside, I was really crippled. I was like, there's more. I have more potential. There's more to me. And um, everything started to get the chop. First of all, my relationship. Then I quit the job. Then I drove my car into a flood of water and killed it. So everything kind of fell apart and or I kind of had to let go of everything. And in the meantime, I had kind of come into this journey of really getting to into yoga, meditation, and like the holistic arts and holistic world. And I really found benefit from it. I loved the fact that a yoga class was an hour for me, which I had been working up until then, 17 hour days, insanity with my phone constantly on my ear ringing. It was very, very hectic. So taking the hour for me was amazing. And going to yoga, getting into meditation was a huge turning point for me. And then going on a really big inner deep kind of healing journey as I decided to quit the business, which was a huge, huge decision. And once I did that, I was like, what are you going to do next? I said, well, I'm going to go 
to train to be a yoga teacher and that was a trip to India. I thought I was going for a month and traveling the rest of the world. I actually ended up in India for just over a year. I was in Nepal and it was quite interesting how, you know, everything started to line up. I started, teachers started to kind of stand in front of me and I was really soaking up the whole experience there, opening up physically through yoga and then mentally with meditation and learning very, very, very different um, types of healing modalities that so was able to help people. They were so beneficial for me that I wanted to then learn them so I could help other people. And that was really the start of a huge new journey for me when I decided to come back home to Ireland and move to a new city. I kind of didn't go back to the west of Ireland where I'm from. I decided that it was too small and it will be harder for me to try and set up a business where I was so well known for the restaurant, which was still obviously running. I just thought, well, I'll move to Dublin. So I moved to a new city and started teaching yoga classes, started doing practice therapy with clients, ended up setting up a very successful healing practice, helping people get unstuck, essentially, releasing trauma, releasing anxiety, releasing stress, helping them move forward in their lives and seeing amazing results. Like it was just amazing. I was really loving it. But always I found that there was still a hurdle that they still didn't quite jump over. If you know what I mean, they'd get, they'd leave my sessions and they'd be like, I feel amazing and everything was great. And there was always still a constant backdrop of something not still quite right for them. And for me, the first thing I did when I moved to Dublin, I knew I wanted to call in the right relationship for me. And I had, you know, left that one in Ireland and I'm now back and I wanted to kind of, you know, find the right person. So I set about doing some inner work and also creating a space that was attractive for love. So I feng shui my bedroom for love and I attracted my soulmate. And in, oh, that's amazing. In doing so, I just reignited that passion for feng shui and I came across an amazing teacher and my now husband, who is my soulmate, my amazing partner, he also had an interest in feng shui. So we both trained together and instantly our whole lives transformed. And for me, working with my clients, I started saying, you know, what's going on in your house? Let's have a look at your environment as well. And that was where... I just went, oh, this is it. You know, it's like your inner world, your outer world, your environment. If it's not supportive of you being able to flourish and grow. And and as that unfolded, it was pure magic. That's where the interest came from myself personally. Our, my career shifted so positively, more clients, more abundance and more opportunities. Just massive things just started to shift. And then clients were like selling their houses, getting new jobs, making money, having, you know, it was a meeting soulmates, you know, all different amazing things. So I was like, I'm hooked. You know, I was like, this is amazing. And part of me was still like loving the whole entrepreneur side. Like I love being an entrepreneur, you know, it's part of my DNA essentially. So that's when I was really working myself. Like the first thing I did when we were in our house, I functioned my office for success and for abundance and for new clients and for all of that. And that started to roll in really, really, really amazingly. I thought, this is what I want to do. This is who I want to work with. I can really connect with people, you know, working with clients who have staff or who are, you know, trying to get their business set up. I've done it now. Like this is kind of like third evolution of my business. And I can totally resonate with that. So that's where I'm kind of at right now is working with entrepreneurs who, especially as online entrepreneurs like yourself, we're at home and we're working from home. And if our environment is not supporting us, our home office or where we're working, it's really difficult for our businesses to grow and evolve and flourish, especially in conjunction with the amount of work and effort that we're putting into them. Oh my gosh, I'm sitting here just thinking about everything that you just said. And 
Okay, so I have a couple questions for you because I know that some of the listeners are thinking, I'm married to my soulmate as well, but I didn't feng shui my bedroom. Oh my gosh, I said it properly. I think I actually made a soulmate spec sheet Mm -hmm. and wrote down everything that I was looking for. But what is one thing that somebody can do? I know there's so many different elements for, involved, but a, for, for love feng shuiing your bedroom. For feng shuiing your bedroom. Okay, so if there's listeners who are looking for love, the first thing I want you to do is declutter. Like, take out anything that's under your bed. Get rid of everything that is related to any past relationships as out of your bedroom, out of everywhere like that. That's huge. Okay. Yeah. That is and, a really and I know, big like, thing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even want to know what's underneath my bed right now. <laughs> it, it's honestly just probably toys that somehow migrated to my room and then got kicked underneath there. But mm-hmm. And then my other question is, so I am one of those entrepreneurs who's working out of home. Yeah. This was supposed to be my home office and then we unexpectedly had twins. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. So it sort of became a partial office slash playroom mm-hmm. and my desk is in a corner. Okay. Like, I am looking at a corner. Is that a bad idea? Yes. Could you turn that desk around where your back is to the wall and you're able to face out? Because that will give you more expansion. You know, if you're jammed into a corner, you're faced in the corner, that's the only amount of space and vision you have for your business to expand. So if you could, like, turn around, shimmy around, have a wall to your back, see your door, and just have a space in front of you, you know, space. And that will allow more growth and expansion for your business. I think I know what I'm doing today. (laughs) Oh, man, seriously, I've been working on a challenge with that in my Facebook group this week, and they have exploded with decluttering. It's like every single inch of their homes are being decluttered. They're like deleting 5,000 emails and and clearing out their wardrobes and finding things from 2001 under their bed. I'm like, get rid of it all. So it's so energized. I just threw out a concert t-shirt from 1996 this week. (laughs) Well, well done. Okay, if you are listening to this podcast in the future, like way into the future, today is July 15th, 2016. So yes, this t-shirt is 20 (laughs) years old, okay? I was in high school. I'm not going to put what year in high school I was, but let's just say this t-shirt has definitely seen brighter colors and a lot more white than it did when I threw it into the trash. It was painful though. And then last week I actually took all the stuff off the one remaining piece of furniture from my marriage to my ex. And that piece of furniture is leaving my office and my home this weekend. Oh my God. Yes. Big time. What a release. Yeah. Massive. Yeah, like well done. And this is embarrassing because it's definitely not positive productivity. <laughs> but we had two plates left in the cupboard from that marriage as well. I don't get angry very often, mm-hmm. but I had a lot of stored anger, yeah. and I just wanted those plates gone. I triple bagged one of them, yeah. like triple bagged it, and then took it into the garage mm-hmm. and threw it at the ground. It wasn't as like fulfilling as it could have been if yeah. it wasn't bagged. So like it didn't give that whole big shatter. It sort of just went. <laughs> I thought clunk. you were going to say you threw it across the wall and just like smash. <laughs> yeah, that's essentially what I did. But it lost the whole effect when I bagged it because yeah. I didn't feel like picking up the pieces. Mm-hmm. But oh my gosh. Okay, so I am cleaning out all the kids' stuff underneath my bed. Yes. And I am turning my desk around today. Actually, my husband will love that because we share an office and now he won't stare at the back of my head when he turns around anymore. Brilliant. That's it. Yeah. And I do have another question. So, and 
in our brief chat before the show, you are living now in Bali, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So how does that work? Because I know there's so many listeners who would probably love to travel the world and live that, you know, traveling entrepreneur lifestyle. Mm-hmm. What type of barriers did you face as far as citizenship or registering our company and just making that work for you? Yeah. So what kind of barriers did we face? Well, first of all, we didn't know where we were going to. We did know we were going traveling and we had a few countries that we wanted to go to. So we were in India initially. And then secondly, we went to Bali and we just tried it out. As we're digital entrepreneurs, we're still actually registered in Ireland for taxes. We need to be out of Ireland for a full year. So I suppose it depends on the country that you're living in. So we need to be out of the country for a full year not to be registered for taxes there. So actually, we're still connected like business-wise to Ireland. So for us to actually work as digital nomads, it was fine. But now I'm on holidays back in Ireland right now. But we're finishing up a few things and we are going to apply for visas to be able to actually work in Bali because we have had people inquire about doing feng shui consultations and we do consultations online and that's mostly my work now is online. But while we're there, we're meeting people. It's very open to all of these kind of things and we're like pretty much the only feng shui consultants on the island. So they're like, oh, can you work? And we're like, actually, not right now, but we will be coming back and we're going to do it then. The barriers, I suppose, were for me, first of all, was that I had set up a very in-person practice. So I wasn't working online and I had a therapy room. People came to see me you know, I had an office. So I had to let go of all of that. Then I had a lot of equipment because I did a lot of work with sound healing. I had to sell all that. And then, you know, our house in Ireland, everyone was like, you're crazy. You're leaving your home. So we finished it out and we've been able to rent it out. And that gives us kind of a little bit of a stability for like rental and to have that covered. So apart from that, that was kind of our, our main barriers. And also Ken had to give up his job because he quit his job, which was really huge. He always wanted to do that. But we had to, obviously, it's kind of been a bit strange that he has he had been working like nine to five for the last 25, 30 years to then moving into a space where he's like had no job, but was really growing and has done some is really working on a whole new project for himself and been doing loads of training and it's really starting for him. So I think the opportunity for us to move was, you know, life in Bali is much more reasonable. We have an amazing standard of living there with a pool, which is big deal. If you're from Ireland, it's a big deal to have a swimming pool. In the States, maybe not as much. We're in hot countries, but in Ireland, it's huge. So we've like a pool, we've got a be- we've got a cook, we've got a, a cleaner, you know, all the things that you couldn't, you could, could have um, here in Ireland, but would be a lot more expensive. So we've been able to give ourselves a lifestyle that we absolutely love and surround ourselves with other digital nomads or digital entrepreneurs because there's some really cool co-working spaces in Bali that you're able to kind of connect in and there's people doing the same thing because you know as an online entrepreneur it's via Skype and it's very difficult to get in-person contact and especially in Ireland like we were just talking beforehand it's a tiny country so the percentage of people doing what we're doing is much smaller so having like a hub of people, maybe like 30 or 40 people constantly in this co-working space that you can go in, drop in, drop out, meet people doing that has been really, really amazing. And so we wanted a change in our life. We wanted to travel and that's how you know, we just made it happen. But obviously there were some crazy sacrifices like him quitting his job, like giving up our home, rented out, but and me kind of letting go of all those clients to kind of go, okay, now I'm doing it online and it's going to work. It kind of has to work. You know, there was no choice. That is also huge. And I'm hearing so many similarities, actually. Yes, I am in America, but I'm not in a big city. I'm in sort of the middle of cornfields in Ohio. Okay. 
So, and there's a lot of blue collar around here. My mm-hmm. husband was blue collar for 20 years, including going through the military. And now he's an entrepreneur as well. He's a video game developer. Mm-hmm. So even for him, like not doing the whole eight hour shifts or 12 hour shifts, whatever he was doing and being yeah. able to work on his own schedule and, and it's mind blowing and completely revolutionary for him. Yeah. That nobody's telling him when to eat lunch or, you know, when he can have an approved restroom break Mm -hmm. anymore. Yeah. And that's huge for him. As far as the housekeeper and the chef, oh, my gosh, I I can't wait until I can get there. (laughs) I can burn macaroni and cheese out of a box. I have to say, I love cooking. I, I really do love cooking. But it's like, you know, it's time consuming. And I really love my job. I love my work. So it's about getting it a better balance that my lunch is ready. She comes maybe two or three times a week. She'll cook up some lunches and some dinner. So it means we don't have to go to dinner all the time. We have to go battle the grocery store because she'll come bring everything, cook it and put it in there. And then we have like a happy medium, you know, that we can. There's great yoga for me. There's amazing yoga. There's great community as well of that kind of like, you know, spiritual. They're interested in very similar things as, as myself and Ken. So, yeah, having the cook has been amazing. It's time, you know. What happens to me is I take my laptop out to the kitchen with me yeah. and I start working. And then the next thing I know, I start smelling burning because I'm just so like engulfed, engaged in it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Thank you. That's exactly the word I was looking for. So you said that you have manifested cars, apartments, five-star holidays, <laughs> diamond rings, and so much more. I would love to hear more about that. So, yes. Like, honestly, you know, some people think that, oh, Patricia's just lucky. And honestly, I would say that, first of all, it comes from doing a lot of the inner work, getting clear about what you want. And also what really was a turning point for us was doing the feng shui and actually making our house be a supportive home for us, for all aspects of our life. And for people who don't know what feng shui is, it's 4,000 year old ancient art of placement. It's not necessarily about mirrors or moving furniture or knocking walls. It's acupuncture for your home. So it's about making sure that the chi and energy is flowing through your home, your office, your environment, so that all of the things that you want can come through very easily. So all of those things that you listed out were on my vision board. So only last night I did a training on how to feng shui your vision board because oftentimes people make vision boards and they get loads of magazines, they flick through them and say, I like that, I like that, I like that, I like that, and then they just plaster them onto a wall. And honestly, for people who have done that, I'm like, well done. You've actually taken the time out to make a vision board. But what if you stepped back and took some time to think about what you really wanted first and looked at it in a very holistic perspective So, for example, one lady I worked with and I saw her vision board and it was all single women. It was single women and single pregnant women. And I was like, well, do you want a partner? Do you want a partner to make this baby or, you know, and it was she was like, oh, I didn't even notice. I didn't have any men on it. Do you know? And it's like the imagery that we have on the vision board. So I just shared a story recently about like manifesting and Ken has his vision board done and on it is a sailing boat. And Ken and we both really, really want to get into sailing. But we've never sailed. Never ever sailed. We have this picture of the sailing boat on his vision board. My sisters are big into it. My sister's father in law has a sailing boat, so when we go to Australia we'll be easily able to like do it. But it's part of our vision to be able to do this and go to the Greek islands and sail around them and we we see we kind of discuss what we'd like to happen in our lives. And we have clarity around that. So the other day he rang me and he said, Patricia, you'll never guess what. We're home for the summer and a friend of mine has just rang me. And he used to be the main head trainer of sailing, like in this main sailing school in Ireland for like 20 years. 
and he's at home, he's retired, nobody wants to go out sailing with him and he's just after ringing saying, I hear you're home, do you want to come out sailing with me? I'd love to teach you, yourself and Patricia. So like, it's like what we want is happening in, you know, we need to know how to sail before we can get the boat. And the sailing lessons just came to us. Wow. So that's it. And that's amazing. Yeah, it is. And it's, just, it's about clarity about what we want. And it's just, this is so my hot topic because I was just working, doing the training last night. But about having a bigger vision rather than goals. Goals are great. And they're great to like have a kind of, okay, I'm going to accomplish that. I'm going to do it. But what I found is like, for example, I ran the New York Marathon in 2008. And I did all this training for the New York Marathon. And I didn't really kind of think about, well, what really am I doing this running for? I'm doing it because I want to, I love running. It makes me feel good it makes me feel healthy and um, it's really enjoyable and you know doing the marathon is a great accomplishment but once I did the marathon I kind of quit running because I hit the goal and I missed the whole point of doing the exercise if you know what I mean whereas if I had a vision of holding space for myself to be fit healthy happy and I'm just like you know going for jogs that really doing things that exercise that really fills my soul and made me feel great that would be so much more likely to happen and to be a continuous thing as opposed to just do the marathon and it's done and I'm not going to do any more again. So the milestones is part of the whole big picture. Mm-hmm. Is what you're- yeah, exactly. Exactly. And having this bigger vision. So that's essentially how I manifested everything. I've had ski trips to five-star resorts. I won trips to beautiful weekends away. I had like my engagement ring up on my vision board. But like we had talked about getting married and on my vision board, I had like wedding dresses and this. And I was like, I hope this isn't freaking you out. And he's like, well, we know we want. So, you know, it wasn't that scary for him. So I, I was like, oh, I don't really know what kind of ring I'd like. And when I went, I was like, okay, I'm going to figure out what kind of ring I'd like. And I got some pictures and I put two pictures up on the vision board. I was like wandering one day in town. I saw this shop. I walk in and there's like the exact image of the diamond ring that I want. It's like several diamonds in a ring. I saw it. I was like, oh my God, there's my ring. And there's like half price. It was half price. When I rang my jeweler friend who lives here in Galway, I rang him. I sent him, I said, I'm going to send you a photo of a ring that I found. Like, do you think it's a good price? And he, when he sent me back, he's just like, oh, my God, get him to buy it now. Like, the, I was like asking the jeweler, I was like, why is this half price? Is there something wrong? He's like, no, it's absolutely perfect. But I've had it sitting here for three years and I just want to get me stock in. <laughs> like a half yeah, I was just hoping you ring. Right, right. I was just waiting for another story, but I'm glad it wasn't what was in my head. That's an amazing story. Yeah. Like, yeah, I was just hoping it wasn't returned. No, right? no, no. He said he had it there for three years. So <laughs> oh, I love it. That's... It's made for me. It's exactly the image of the one that was on my vision board as well. Right. Like, I'm looking at my vision board right now and I'm seeing exactly what you're talking about. Like, I have a whole bunch of goals, but not the big picture. picture. Oh my gosh. Yeah. All right. So you've just rearranged my office. Yes. You've redesigned my vision board and my bedroom is going to get clean. <laughs> well, hey, oh my God. I can't wait to see what happens for you. <laughs> if you get all of that. Neither can I. Seriously, massive, massive. And I never thought about it before that sitting in a corner is really just driving me into a corner. Yeah. Like it, it really is. Yeah. Like, wow. Mm-hmm. All right. So positive productivity, like honestly, a good declutter and making sure you have space and that for sure. I actually put that I would reduce my clutter into my marriage vows with my husband. Wow. Because because I'm known for piles 
which I used to have like dozens of them. Yeah. And now I have like one, which is a big thing because I grew up around piles. My yeah. mom and dad both had piles of magazines or newspapers. I mean, even my kids have commented on it when they've seen it. Sorry, mom and dad, if you're listening. But yeah, just getting those piles out of my life, yeah. like that's been a huge step. But you've just completely blown my mind. And I would <laughs> expect that you've blown the mind of listeners too. And that so. said... Where can they find you? Where can they go to get in touch and learn more about upcoming challenges and and, and your group? So first of all, obviously my group is there. It's the Dream Life and Biz Creators group. So that's on Facebook. Also, if you want to come and join me at patricialohan.com, I would love to have you there. I have two free challenges. I've got the decluttering challenge, which is ongoing part of the group, and also Unleash Your Manifesting Mojo, which is seven really quick little videos to get you in alignment. It's like a step-by-step of exactly what I do to manifest whatever I'm looking for, including vision boards and all those different things. But it's yeah, the whole thing. So please come along and join that. That would be amazing. That's so fabulous. And one more time, what is the name of the group? Again? So it's Dream Life and Biz Creators. Group. Okay, and this will all be in the show notes, yeah. but I know that there's somebody out there who's like, oh, wait, I missed it. I, I want to get that now. group now. <laughs> Join. Right. <laughs> oh, and, it, and I'm right there. Like, if it wouldn't be picked up by my microphone, I'd still be typing it in right now. <laughs> no problem. Patricia, thank you so much for being a guest on Positive Productivity. You're so It's welcome. been a pleasure having you. Listeners, if you haven't already, please subscribe or share or whatever you want to do and you know just let me know that you're listening and also hop on over to influx academy because patricia's going to be a guest on my other podcast as well and i look forward to sharing her knowledge on launches and building leads and everything over there as well so thank you again thank you so much it was great to talk and i can't wait to hear how you get on with all of your decluttering and making those changes in your office Oh my gosh, neither can I. Sorry, clients. I'm taking the rest of the day off. (laughs) All right. Until next time, thank you so much for being at Positive Productivity, and I will talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye. Hey, this is Kim Sutton, host of the Positive Productivity Podcast, and I just want to thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed what you heard and you want to share with others, please feel free to do so. I'd also appreciate your comments, your reviews, your ratings, and you can do that on iTunes or Stitcher or even by clicking through to my website at thekimsutton.com and just leave a comment down below the podcast. I also want to invite you to send me questions at any time that I can address on one of the future episodes. To send me a question to address on a future episode, just visit my website at thekimsutton.com and click on the contact tab at the top. Again, thank you so much for listening to this episode and I wish you a day filled with positive productivity.